Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Plant Powered People podcast. I'm Michelle Kane, your co-host and founder of World the Vegan. And I'm Tony Okamoto, co-host and founder of Plant Based on a Budget and Food Sharing Vegan. On this show, we talk with plant-powered people from all around the world about various aspects of plant-based living, and we want to empower you to learn and explore and evolve in a really kind, sustainable, and healthy direction, all while eating the most delicious food and having a ton of fun. Today, we are bringing on our friend Harley Quinn Smith to talk about something really exciting that all of us fantasize about, and that is inspiring our loved ones to go vegan with us. And I can't even imagine what it was like or what what it would be like to be in that position myself since uh, I have tried for... 15 years now, but uh, to live vicariously through Harley Quinn and listen to the story of kindness and compassion and care and love and how far that gets you in moving the needle forward with your family in terms of veganism is really inspiring. Harley's just a pretty incredible human being. She's an outspoken vegan. She's an animal advocate and supporter of many animal nonprofit organizations. She's host of a vegan podcast. She's an actress and a musician, an amazing bunny mama, and so much more. And we're so excited and honored to have her on the podcast today. Before we jump in, we want to give a big thank you to our our sponsors of this episode, Amara and Maxine's Heavenly. For my fellow parents, I want to introduce you to one of my favorite healthy snacks for my toddler, which are Amara's Organic Smoothie Melts. They're these little crunchy melt-in-your-mouth smoothie snacks that are made with real fruits and veggies and no added sugar, just whole food ingredients, no additives, no preservatives, no stabilizers, and they are so good friends (laughs) and perfect to grab on the go or pack in your kiddo's lunchbox. So they're designed for toddlers, but they're great also for kids all the way to adulthood. And I definitely snack on these too. So they come in two different flavors, carrot, raspberry, and mango carrots. And I'm just going to give you an example of the ingredients here. Organic mango, organic coconut milk, organic carrots. (laughs) That's what's in one. And then organic apple, coconut milk, carrots, and raspberries in the other. They're so, so clean, so yummy. They're a must-have for myself as a parent. And I highly recommend them to you or if you know any other parents with small kids, definitely encourage them to check out Amara. Um, And they have two of their flavors that are totally vegan. You can find them at amaraorganicfoods.com, A-M-A-R-A, organicfoods.com. And of course, we have a special code for you from our friends at Amara. You can use the code PLANTPOWER for 15% off your Amara purchase. Feel free to share it with friends and family as well. We'd also like to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Maxine's Heavenly, who has been a wonderful sponsor throughout all of season four. Big, big thank you. You've probably heard us say over and over again how we love their amazing gluten-free cookies. They are made with oats and other ingredients that are recognizable. They make homemade style, healthier for you cookies, free of unrefined sugars. They use things like dates to sweeten the cookies. I especially love the cookies with chocolate chunks in them. You don't need a special occasion to eat them. I feel good about eating them after dinner. And I recommend checking out their soft-baked cookies. Those are my personal favorites. But they also have crispy cookies that you can check out on maxinesheavenly.com. You can buy both of them there. And you can use our code to get 25% off. The code is PLANTS25, plants And it's 25% off at maxinesheavenly.com. Hi, Harley Quinn. Welcome to the Plant Powered People podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and talk to you guys. It's been a while. I know it. I feel like (laughs) you have lived a whole other life since we last talked to you on your podcast. And I am I'm grateful to be on a on a call with you now. We have a lot to talk about regarding something that our listeners are all really hoping to accomplish one day, and that is turning a family member vegan. But before we jump into that, we'd love to talk about 
who you are. And if you could in, in brief, tell us where you are and what you're up to these days and, and how people can know you. Yeah, for sure. Well, my name is Harley Quinn Smith. Um, I live in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm 23 years old as of a few days ago. I'm an actor, a writer, um, aspiring filmmaker and activist. And what I've been up to lately is um, I've been employed for the first time as a writer uh, in my life. So that has been really, really cool. I've been working on this secret dope project that I can't wait to talk about one day. And it's been really, really cool. So that's what I've been up to in the past, past of however long it's been. <laughs> That's awesome. How long have you been acting? I have been acting since I was maybe um, 14 or 15. I really didn't, I had no intentions of being an actor. Um, I wanted to make music and I did for a minute. Um, I played bass in a band called The Tenth that my friend Taylor Blackwell and I started and um but way before that I just wanted to play bass um because of this insanely cool bassist named Lindsay Way who's in the band Mindless Self-Indulgence and so I just had only had intentions of being a musician um no interest in acting and then um my dad is a filmmaker and he has always put like everybody he knows uh, in his films for like little cute cameos to look back on in his life and like a family scrapbook. So he always puts like me, my mom, my grandparents, my other grandparents, uh, his brother, his sister, every person he's ever known in his movies. And he's been doing that my whole life. And when I was about 14 or 15, uh, he put me in a movie called that he made called Tusk uh, with my friend. And I it was the most uh, usually all the other cameos were kind of just me like waving out a window or <laughs> walking by doing whatever. But this was the first time I had like an actual scene to do. And my friend Lily Rose and I were playing convenience store clerks and we just, I, it was so much fun. I just fell in love with it. And after that just made me, I caught the bug per se after that. And I just wanted to keep doing it. And so my, I went to a all girls college preparatory school which was my worst nightmare but um <laughs> they, they wouldn't let me really like go try to pursue acting while I was in school because they wanted me to stay in school I guess <laughs> um and so I didn't really get to like start really going for it until I graduated high school in 2017 um and I was the first person or sorry, second person in my school's history to not go to college. And they hated me for that. So that's... Oh, so. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a really important accomplishment to me. <laughs> I really feel like a lot of the coolest people in the world are like college dropouts or didn't go to college, just bypassed this just like societal pressure <laughs> to just conform to the normal uh, pathway to quote adulthood or success. So that's, that's awesome. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, absolutely go to college and, and learn and, and study the things you love. But unfortunately, I just, I, it wasn't for me. <laughs> and now you're here changing the world in a lot of ways through both how you inspire people through your own food choices and lifestyle choices and advocacy, but have also managed to inspire your dad to get on board. Um, so tell us a little bit about that journey. Like what happened? <laughs> yeah. So I went vegan probably um, five or six years ago at this point. I've, I've lost track, but 
I went vegan. My mom's been vegetarian for my whole life. Um, so she was always there to set that example for me, but she never really pushed um, being a vegetarian on me, but I definitely just observed her and her choices for my whole life. And then one Christmas after me asking for years and years and years, uh, my parents allowed me to adopt a rabbit and it was the best Christmas of my life. And, um, the day, so they, they told me on Christmas that I was allowed to adopt a rabbit. And then the day after Christmas, I went to the shelter and I found my sweet baby girl, Cinnamon. And she, when I adopted her, she, before she was surrendered to the shelter of which I adopted her from, she uh, had her ear was, oh, she was, sorry, she was being held by hoarders. And in that time, her ear split in half. Uh, she had tons of metal stitches when I got her and she was covered in pee and she was just a disaster. She, it was so sad and she was just so scared of me and everybody. And she was really terrified for about three months. And then she slowly opened up to me after showing her I was never going to hurt her and I just wanted to love her and show her love. And after seeing what human compassion could do to an animal and how much an animal could change because of human, because of being shown human compassion, it was just so inspiring to me. And I just felt very hypocritical continuing to eat animal products. So first after that, I went vegetarian. And then about a year later, I went vegan. But before that, too, I, I hadn't eaten red meat in a long time. So it was definitely a gradual process to get here. But then um, a few years later, my dad suffered from a heart attack. And he was about three minutes away from dying. It was the worst day of all of our lives uh, in my family. And he, 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 it's a miracle that he survived. And all the doctors were saying, like, if, if he didn't, or if the, if an ambulance wasn't called when it was, he wouldn't be here today. So it was a true miracle. And after that, I, basically gave him no choice and I was like all right well you've lived your way for a long time now now you have to try living my way because what many people do not know is that animal fats are one of the biggest contributors to artery blockage and I knew a lot of stories about um going vegan really uh, or sorry, go. I've heard a lot of stories about how going vegan could really cure a lot of heart issues, heart disease, and um, I was, I've been a a big fan of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, um, this wonderful organization of doctors and um, medical professionals who really look at the health benefits of veganism. And so I had a lot of knowledge from them. And I told my dad that there was no choice or no other option that he had to go vegan um, because he almost killed himself from the foods that he was eating and the way that he was living. And I was also very mad at him for that. Um, so he changed his way of living and has been vegan now ever since. It's been probably like three years maybe since his heart attack. And he, I don't think he'll ever not be vegan again. So that's, that's our stories. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a, that is the type of scare that would leave you ready to make any changes that you need to change. Um, I'm curious, mm -hmm. Do you think if you hadn't sort of told him, this is it, dad, like you, like we just almost lost you and I'm so mad at you and you have to change, like you're just doing this. Do you think if you mm -hmm. had been less direct or involved in that part of the decision making, do you think he would have taken that step? 
No, I definitely don't think so. Um, I have so much, obviously, so much gratitude and respect to the the doctor that saved his life. Um, but also, strangely, the doctor that saved his life did at the time tell him that he did not have to go vegan or vegetarian, that it wasn't going to make it a huge di- or it wasn't as vital as I was saying it was. And that obviously really pissed me off, it made me so angry. Um, and so I don't think he would have stuck to it or even given it a try. Maybe he would have given it a try, but he definitely wouldn't have stuck with it if I wasn't making sure that he wasn't following, he was following my instructions. Um, so yeah, it was definitely my life's mission for a minute there to make sure that he was going to stick to veganism, but now I don't have to push anything. Like he's just happily vegan and it's absolutely delightful. It makes me so happy. And how is it for the rest of your family? Is it is it just the three of you, you, your mom and your dad, or do you have siblings? I don't have any siblings, but the closest thing to siblings I have are my grandparents um, who have lived with me my entire life. And they are the absolute homies. Like they're two of my best friends in the world. Oh. And they're just like the best, oh, the best goddamn people on this planet. But they are also... They went pescatarian as well. Well, I don't know why I say as well, but they went pescatarian. Um, I think before my dad went vegan, my dad was the last one to give up meat. And he was really like stubborn about it before his heart attack. And I was just like, we got in fights about it. How like one year for Thanksgiving, nobody ate turkey anymore, but he like insisted upon having turkey for himself and like, we got in a big fight about it and I was just about having a dead carcass on the table and how it was disrespectful to the rest of us because it's very sad. And so he was like kind of bitter and stubborn about, about veganism or vegetarianism even. Um, but not anymore. It's interesting because I think a lot of people, heart disease is the number one cause of death in the U.S., right? And it's something mm-hmm. that, I mean, we just earlier this season had Dr. Esselstyn, um, who wrote Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, the book on the show. And there's just so much just evidence and knowledge spreading throughout the medical community that eating plant-based can virtually erase <laughs> the chance of having a heart attack. It turns it into a paper tiger that doesn't need to exist. And it's really hard yeah. when you know that information and you have friends, family, people around you who you love, who you see could really hurt themselves or even not be here anymore because of those choices. And yet we have so little control, of course, of what other people are are doing. And on the one hand, Tony and I talk often about how just being a positive example is is great, lead by example, and oftentimes pushing our beliefs on others just backfires and makes them even more stubborn and rebellious and doesn't really uh, have a strong impact. But sometimes um, it it can. Like some people are moved by different things and sometimes being direct and being emotional and vulnerable and letting your loved ones know how much they're scaring you. Like the scariest thing that could happen to you in the world is in their hands and is on their plate Mm -hmm. and how by making those choices, it hurts you every day. Like really going there with someone who you love could potentially save their life and save you from having to bear the burden of like losing someone. Absolutely. I'm always under the belief that I never like to I I don't ever want to be an aggressive activist. I I admire admire no I don't know if I admire I respect I respect anybody who's trying to get people to go vegan however I definitely think there are wrong ways of going about that and I think the more aggressive forms of activism in general aren't as effective because it really pushes people away 
Um, from my experience, I like to kind of approach it more with kindness. However, under a circumstance like my father's heart attack, it's kind of, that is where like all rules go go to the wind. Like I was not, I I wasn't really going to give him another option. It was kind of like, you have to do this or, or, or else, I don't know what else to tell you, but this is the only option. Um, so in general, I do believe that, you know, coming, coming, I believe that activism should come from a kind and compassionate place so that people are more willing to hear you and um, are more willing to be receptive to what you're saying. Because I find that from what I've observed, you know, there's kind of that shock form of activism where, where vegans try to show terrible images which uh, of animals being abused and killed in, in their terrible environments, which I think is very important, those images, absolutely. Um, it's so important to have evidence of those terrible and cruel circumstances, but I don't always think that show just shoving that in people's faces is the way to get people to listen. I, I think that it's just kind of a turnoff, even though it is important for them to see those images so they understand. I just don't always find it the most effective for that to be just really forced upon people. Um, except if it's, uh, if it's, if it's a family member or someone you love and they are in danger of themselves with their medical issues, again, I do believe all rules and opinions should go to the wind. It, it, do whatever you can. Um, yeah. But in general, I do find compassion and kindness to be the most effective. <laughs> so your dad jumps on the plan, plant-based bandwagon and is still there today. What happened like immediately after the heart attack when he's starting to totally shift his diet? How did you help him through that? And then what benefits did he see? Did he start to get some medical opinions that were more encouraging? Did you go back to that doctor and like say, what the heck? Like, I'd love to know how that played out. I'm also curious your own feelings too. Like as someone who was just terrified that you were about to lose your dad, what are you feeling in those moments doing all the things that Michelle just asked? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely the most terrifying uh, period of time of my life. Um, it was just, I, I just was so determined to keep him around. So I was just kind of willing to do whatever uh, to, to get that outcome. Um, but it was really, really, really so hard, um, just to witness everything. And I actually didn't find out that he had a heart attack until like he was out of surgery. Nobody wanted to tell me. I found out like, swear to God, five minutes before he posted it on Instagram. So it was that in itself was really messed up. And I have told everyone in my family that no one shall ever do anything like that to me again. Um, But besides that, um, my dad, right after his heart attack, went on this very interesting diet that I would not recommend to anybody, I would say, um, where he only ate potatoes every day. Uh, just, a just a plain ass potato, no anything on it. And he got it from, um, I, I can't remember which one, but one of Penn and Teller, um, one of those men told him about the potato diet and, So he was doing that for like, I don't remember how long it was, but it was just so weird. Like we would go to the movies and he would bring a potato in his pocket, like a baked potato in his pocket and and just eat it like as if it like a banana or an apple. And it was just so 
odd. Um, maybe that works for, I mean, it did actually work for him. He, he lost such a substantial amount of weight, um, during that time and all of this time. Um, but that was just kind of a lot, but after that, he kind of more transitioned to being more open and trying new things. He became so obsessed with the restaurant chain veggie grill, um this is beyond obsessed was going there every day and now he's moved into a place where he makes it a place in life i mean where he makes his own hummus which is very adorable oh um, amazing it's really cute he always is like i'm bringing over some hummus i'm like thanks um so he's more now i think i think he's much more involved in you know, well, I don't know. He's a very stubborn person. He doesn't like to try new things. Um, but that being said, him making hummus is a huge, is a huge sign of growth for him. But in general, he doesn't love to try new things. Um, so it's just kind of like been him finding, vegan snacks and stuff that he loves and then sticks to those forever and things like that. He loves beans. We all love beans. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where he's at now. (laughs) How did his friends and his circle around him react when he started this, but also now that he's just sort of settled in this, oh yeah, I'm vegan. Um, He's not the first person you'd expect to just, you know, be in a farm sanctuary video with with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the animals, yeah. just singing the praises of a of a vegan lifestyle. So, how did people react in his like? Was it was there anyone who was really surprising, who he inspired or touched, or who jumped on board being vegan after after seeing his example? Yeah, I mean, I think generally. It, it really stuck with a lot of his fans because he did lose this tremendous amount of weight and he was looking like a new person and he like just looks so he is just still looks so healthy and good and well he's always he's always been an absolute cutie but he's definitely looking his healthiest ever which is just so amazing to see and Um, I think that just kind of really stuck with his followers because they saw him go from one version of himself to another and the changes that he made, how close he came to death and how he beat that and how so many people all over the world, really in America though, do have, do struggle with heart disease and uh, obesity and things like that, that can be very dangerous. Um, if not, you know, paid attention to and taken care of. And he was somebody that did not pay attention to his health at all. He wasn't going to the doctor to get checked up. Like he had no idea when he was having a heart attack, he had no idea what was happening. Um, and he was actually, he was doing, um, a live, comedy show that was being filmed I believe for Showtime and he was doing two shows that night and so he did one of his shows and then he went backstage to hang out and that's when he had his heart attack and he really didn't know what was happening he was just like sweating and I believe throwing up and, and didn't know what was going on and he did not, um, his makeup artist, Emily and his co-worker, Jordan, um, Jordan Monsanto and Emily Dawn, um, they were like, you, something is not right. Like you, you, you look terrible. You, something is happening and we're calling an ambulance. And he was like, no, you can, I'm going to be so mad if you call an ambulance. Like I have to do this other show. You can't do that. Like I'm going to be so pissed at you guys if you call an ambulance. And then, like I said before, the doctors were like, if you didn't call an, if you waited three more minutes to call an ambulance, he would have died. So it, it comes down to those moments where it's like, 
so you're working it would like time is truly working against you and in those moments where action needs to be taken right now like it, it's just absolutely terrifying and i think hopefully my dad's story inspires people so that they don't have to get to that point where it's uh, any decision you make could kind of decided whether you live or not um if my dad if jordan and emily weren't there to you know tell my dad he was being crazy and stupid then he would have been dead so hopefully my dad's story inspires people to not get let themselves get to that point you know go to the doctor get checked out make sure everything's healthy hopefully you know eat more plant-based go vegan go vegetarian pescatarian like anything truly helps um so I just, and I think it has, I think it has really helped people um, with, I think his story has really helped people. For those of us, no, go on, Michelle. I mean, there's no doubt your dad sharing his story and you sharing this story has saved more lives than you could even count. Um, I mean, the thing is, the the scary thing about heart disease and heart attacks is you don't see them coming, right? There aren't warning signs until you're on the operating table if you even make it there. And mm. most people are going to get to that point if we don't make changes. And as a, someone who loves people in your family, you don't want to look back and wish you had done something sooner. Like, I'm so glad, Harley, that you don't have to be living in a situation where you have to think, if I had only said something, like, he would still be here. But uh, people are in that situation every day, right? And so it's it, it's figuring out what we can do before waiting till it's too late to, like, catch those signals and those moments like you know, the friends of your dad's did who called the ambulance when maybe he didn't want to. And we just personally let ourselves go too far. Like most people are not looking out for ourselves and we put everything else first, work, whatever, everything else. So being someone who loves your friends and family, even though it's hard and uncomfortable and like, if you can say something, just say, just say what you have to say to not live with regret for not saying it afterwards, I guess, you know? Absolutely. I think there's also, you know, like way before my dad ever went vegan, I, I was obviously talking about veganism non- <laughs> nonstop to my family. So I think also just kind of like, I, I again, I don't like to push unless it's an emergency situation, but I... I just kind of like to provide information. And if my family or my friends are willing to, to listen, then I'd love to tell them. Or I, I love when people ask me questions about veganism because I, then I'm not pushing and I'm just providing answers to their questions, which is the best. Um, and I just think like, Again, unless it's a, if it's an emergency, this is all irrelevant. <laughs> but if just going about in your daily life, like, you know, for the most part, everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody wants to live long lives. And so when you kind of drop that information, like, oh, yeah, uh, meat does really clog your arteries and is one of the greatest leading causes of why people have heart attacks because of artery blockage due to animal fats like you can't that's not that's like like that's a study that's there's scientific evidence for that so it's harder for people to ignore that type of information but I also think it's important to kind of know who you're talking to because for me I mean for me the medical stuff is only important because of my dad uh like the health stuff is only important because of my dad and the people I love but like that was not my into veganism my end was because i wanted to save animals and so i think it is also just always important to kind of know your audience when talking about veganism because there are many different things that like somebody might not really care at all about the environmental uh aspect of it and how much more beneficial it is for the environment to be vegan but someone may that same person might really care about why it's good for their health or vice versa so i think it is it's it's important to 
kind of in a way be uh, strategic about it um, when ta- when talking to family and friends based on their interests, based on their personality, what's important to them and their values, um, because different things will will get will hit different people differently. So I think it's important to know your audience. Many of us will never know what it feels like to have a family member go vegan and you or or vegetarian or stop eating less meat. Will you talk about what that's been like for you in your life and how how it has improved dining experiences and holidays so that we can all live vicariously through you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel so 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 lucky um that my family nobody in my immediate family eats meat anymore that my grandparents my boyfriend Austin they eat fish but no meat besides that so the majority of the time we're going out to if we go out to eat we're go, well we're always going out to vegan restaurants actually I don't think we have been to a non-vegan restaurant in quite some time but my whole family the ones that aren't vegan are definitely open to veganism my nana sometimes is like my nana's like 73 and just uh, an absolute cutie but she's always like i don't like the texture of vegan cheese and like says stuff like that but besides that (laughs) um she everybody's super open to it and i do recognize that you know that is really not the case for the majority of people um, and I also feel so l- insanely lucky and grateful to live in a city that has so many fantastic vegan options. I am absolutely no chef. Um, I can not, I can make some pasta and that's pretty much it. So it's pretty also clutch to live in a city where I can be like, oh, let me bring you to this vegan fine dining restaurant or let me bring you to this vegan version of In-N-Out um, where you can get animal style fries, like fully loaded fries and a double burger and stuff like that. So that definitely also does help my case. But I know that that is not the circumstance for many individuals. So I would, well, something just moved. Um, I do feel so lucky for that, but I would say if you don't live in a city like Los Angeles, uh, that has uh, tons of vegan options, maybe like try, I don't know, maybe try to make a veganized version of your family's favorite dish and and try to show them like it can still be so good and tasty and there are other ways um I, I think that's always a good option to just also just showing instead of telling sometimes it, it is the answer like you could talk I, I could talk about veganism all day but if I give somebody I'm just I I'm just thinking about this restaurant Monty's right now, but if I give somebody a Monty's burger, they can taste how absolutely amazing it is. Um, or if I like give somebody vegan ice cream from, I don't know, the vegan Ben and Jerry's ice cream, like they can taste that it tastes per- exactly the same and that it's delicious. So sometimes I do think showing is better than telling, but also providing facts is extremely crucial. So you also started a podcast with your dad, which is pretty cool because not only did he get inspired to try plant-based, try vegan, stick to it, but then he started caring enough to, to start a podcast and help share his story and your story and all sorts of vegan stories with the world. So can you talk a little bit about that, why you started it and how, how that went? Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) yeah, I get a lot, (laughs) a lot of questions about uh, when my podcast is coming back and I'm not sure if it is slash when it would, but it was wonderful in the moment. Uh, We started it during COVID Uh, my, during, (laughs) it was crazy. Uh, Basically COVID for my family was, 
my dad, my mom, my Nana, my pop, my boyfriend and I all living in one house. Um, and it was quite the experience. But um, during that time, we were all super, super bored. And my dad and I were like, well, actually, I was like, I'm going to start up. I'm going to start a vegan podcast. And my dad was pretty much word for word like you'll be making mis- you'll you will be making a mistake if you don't include me you know um uh, to which i well actually he also came up with the name vegan abattoir i thought it was a really cool name so i was like all right well you brought a, a dope name to the table so let's do it um, i'll let you in <laughs> yeah i was like okay i guess whatever um it was really fun at the time i just the, the mistake that i made was i was the editor of our podcast and it would take me like seven to eight hours to edit an episode of and that was just seven or eight hours of me hearing my voice and non-stop and it, that is why we have stopped doing it because I could not hear my voice anymore and also I, I started filming my show and or the show that I did uh called Cruel Summer and I just didn't have enough time to keep keep it going on so it kind of fizzled out but I get so many questions I'm like so touched and and humbled um by the amount of people that ask where it is like I'm I'm quite shocked that um that many people care about it um but I I'm honored and I'm so glad and maybe it will come back one day I'm not sure but uh, what I do know if it comes back I will not be the editor of that show <laughs> yeah you have you have so many reviews there are podcasts podcasts that yeah you have like 528 reviews i just checked right now and really uh uh-huh and there are podcasts that have been in existence for like 10 years and have 100 reviews so i hope you bring your podcast back let us know if you need an editor we'll introduce you to ours (laughs) because that i know the feeling of spending those hours and you just can't (laughs) i just can't i just really could not hear my voice it was just it's just so bad (laughs) so you said that austin is pescatarian was he pescatarian when you met him oh no uh so when i met austin we were at different times in our life. Uh, he has grown tremendously, and I'm so proud of him. Uh, however, at the time, he, I, I remember, so Austin and I met filming a movie, and when we came back, one of the first times we hung out, it was his birthday. And so he invited, like, 15 or so friends to go to dinner at this place called Yamashiro in in LA. Um, And they do this thing that uh, ironically my dad used to be obsessed with where like they would bring you a really, really hot salt rock and you would cook your steak on it um, like in front of you, which is a, just unsightly um for vegan now but um for raw steak being delivered to a table um but i bring this up because i must have been already madly in love with austin because he didn't understand veganism at all really did not we did not know each other well enough at all so he did not understand why it was important to me he didn't know anything about it really he's from richmond virginia and where he grew up like there were no vegans around him um and so that night he like waved he took a piece of like the raw steak and like waved it in my face and it was like just it's a miracle we got past that but he that's all just to say that he was not a pescatarian when we met um he was a very unaware um carnivore who was doing insensitive things like waving a raw steak in front of a vegan's face um but then i remember he said one of the like when he when it really hit him 
why it was so important to me was we went to a Mercy for Animals gala and during those events they'll play videos that are uh, not awesome uh, to see and just like so so devastating of animal agriculture and and inside the I, I can't I can't even say because I just it's so awful to me I, I'm not really also a vegan who has seen many um, videos and pictures uh, of inside um, the meat and dairy industry like I I didn't need it to convince me to go vegan so I and I am vegan now so I don't really like to look at the stuff it just is so hard for me it stays in my head for a long time um but when he saw me watch the videos that they were playing at this gala and see how devastated I was watching it he finally understood and it kind of clicked for him like oh she this is so much more to her than a way of eating this is her life like this she feels for these animals in a way that I didn't previously know like she feels their pain and that was when it really clicked for him and then he went pescatarian he's been pescatarian for like maybe two years or something it's been a while and I'm so proud of him and he's doing great well, that's awesome. So not only did you change your dad and get him on the right track health-wise, but also have his carbon footprint lightened and his impact on animals be beneficial to them instead of harmful. Uh, but also you've influenced Austin and and that is amazing. So many people wish that, that they could be as compelling as you, Harley Quinn. Oh, that's so nice. I, I just like to, I just think it's all about speaking from your heart. And I, I, I just do it for the animals. Um, I, I mean, the environment too. But I also find that it, it is incredibly helpful. This is not always the most accessible option. But if you can take the people that you are trying to convince to a sanctuary it just puts a whole puts it in a whole different perspective. Mm -hmm. I recently visited the farm sanctuary in Acton, California. Um, the farm sanctuary has my heart. I love that whole organization and both of the sanctuaries and everybody there. But um, I recently brought Austin and um, one of his sisters and her husband, and we went and. It, even like it opened Austin's eyes even more and he's been there before but it just like I think every time you see these animals and like you can look into their eyes and really connect with them and and, and it's just I, I I don't know if be with them exist with them it's just so eye-opening like I used to be one of those people who like I gave up red meat way before I went vegetarian, but my mindset was, or my views upon it were, uh, I'm going to keep eating turkey and chicken because they're not cute, which is like so stupid. Um, and But also I know the way that a lot of people do think. I have heard many people say the same thing. Um, but like when you go and you actually sit with these birds, with I, I met a delightful turkey the last time I was there who was just so so sweet and gentle and kind and like I was just putting my face on to the, pressing my forehead to the turkey's forehead and just like look looking and being with with this beautiful creature and it was just so special and and when you meet amazing animals like that it's just it, it really just does something and it really just I don't know. It's. It, I just think it's so important. It's so important for me, and I am vegan, but it's just so important for me to like go to the sanctuary every so often, just to be reminded of like not that I would. I'll I'll be vegan for the rest of my life, but just to connect with these animals and get that fire under my ass until <laughs> I keep going and like 
try to try to change more people's views on it. We agree. We love sanctuaries big time. And you're right. Even if you feel so strongly in your heart that you'll be vegan forever, having some goodness and being reminded of why you do what you do is so powerful. And it makes this really heavy feeling lighter Mm -hmm. because you get to, you get that connection and you get to look into the eyes and, and see, see who, uh, Mm. who is benefiting from these choices that you make on a daily basis. Harley Quinn, it's been so nice chatting with you today. And where can people find you if they want to connect or if they want to um, see what you're up to, all the cool things that you're doing? How can they find you? It has been so lovely talking to you both. Thank you for having me. Um, If you would like to find me, my only social media is my Instagram. And it is my name at Harley Quinn Smith. And that's where you can find me. (laughs) Awesome. We will put that in the show notes for anybody listening. And thank you again. Thanks, Harley. Thank you so much. It's so great talking to you both. A quick reminder to check out our sponsors of this episode. The first is Amara. AmaraOrganicFoods.com is where you can go to find their delicious organic smoothie melts. Look for their two plant-based flavors um, and definitely, definitely check them out. They have some cool special deals on the site as well. So that's Amara, A-M-A-R-A, OrganicFoods.com. And our other sponsor of this episode episode, Maxine's Heavenly. You can find their healthier for you, wholesome cookies packed with real ingredients at maxinesheavenly.com. Goals. That's all I have to say. I want to apply some of what Harley Quinn said in my own life and have kindness and compassion and continue supporting my family when they're ready and and um and hopefully one day more people in my family will eat more plant-based i have to give a big shout out to my mom and also my late birth father because he went fully vegan and it was really cool to have that experience it was so so special but also my mom has been pretty plant forward for a really long time um i definitely lived my share of life where nobody around me got it but now uh, <laughs> almost two decades later, well, I guess more than that, being being vegetarian, um, it's really cool seeing people start to step into that path alongside you. Um, so yes, if you're if you're new new to vegan and feel totally alone in your family or and circle of friends, or if you've been here a while and just people still aren't getting it, just um, Hang tight. You never know when someone will surprise you. I can't believe we are wrapping up our podcast season. It's flown by. We've had so many amazing guests. We've got one more episode next week. So stay tuned for that. And we hope you've been enjoying these weekly episodes. We couldn't have done it without you. Yes. And our next season, season five, I can hardly hardly believe it, is going to be starting on November 1st. So just make sure you head to plantpoweredpodcast.com and drop your email so you can be notified when we come out with our first episode of the next season. We've got a lot of cool things lined up for you. And then in the meantime, we have over 80 episodes already live and waiting for you if you haven't listened to them yet. And several of them cover kind of deeper parts of the same topic. If you are living with a lot of family and friends around you who don't really get it or maybe aren't on board, we bring on different guests to maybe talk about what it's like to be living with an omnivore, to be married to an omnivore, to how to handle the holidays when you feel like you're the only plant-based eater at the table and so much more. So you can find all that at plantpoweredpodcast.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. Have a beautiful day and we will talk to you next episode. Bye. Bye.